things basketball, all things basketball, all things basketball, all things basketball, podcast, all things basketball, podcast, we're about to get our talk on, cause brothers got the ball on, so let's discuss, who's nice to us, who can handle the pill, who crossovers ill, who ankles got broke, whose D is no joke, which dunks are dope, who can three point shoot, tap in, all things basketball with Coach Luke. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I am your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball world? Well, I hope you're doing fine. I hope you're doing swell because I sure am. And guess what? We got another great episode coming up. Episode 137, people. Episode 137. And the name of episode 137, Unknown Pressure. The name of episode 137, people, Unknown Pressure. Well, I tell you, man, listen, we did all we could. And, uh, you know, we got through a great season in the NBA and the WNBA. College on its way. AAU was constantly moving. Hey, man, basketball is here. And basketball's doing well. All right? It's not the way we... It's not the norm. But, man, I'll take it. And if you love basketball, you should take it too. Well, let's get into this wonderful, wonderful episode. Episode 137, Unknown Pressure. But before we get into the episode, you know what we got to do, people. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. It really is for you. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into this wonderful episode, people. Let's get it started. First thing on deck, hey, man, the WNBA really doesn't have a tentative date for their start. And so we're just, right now, we're going to talk about the NBA. The NBA's front office wants to start the new season December 22nd. Well, the Players Association and the players are citing they want to start the new season January 14th, Martin Luther King Day. January 14th is when the Players and the Players Association wants to start the new season. I really think the players will win this one. I really do. Um, You know, with all that's been going on, all the social injustice and things of that nature, it's very fitting that MLK Day is the start of the season. I like the idea that the players have come up with and the Players Association. Um... Again, it's in talks. Uh, The league might have its way. All right. And if the league has its way, December 22nd, it'll start three days before Christmas. But if the players and the Players Association get what they want, it'll be MLK Day. And I'm really pulling for that MLK Day, not only because it's so monumental and important to the country as far as basketball is concerned, but also... You give the players some rest. You give them some rest and let them relax a little bit. You know, you got to look at teams like Miami, uh, uh, the defending champions now, purple and gold, the Lakers. You look at teams like Denver. You know what I mean? You look at those teams 
and they've played a lot of basketball in a short time. They really got to get their legs under them. Uh, and the coaching staffs have been going furiously hard. So, you you know, on both fronts, I really like, um, you know, January 14th, Martin Luther King Day. But it's still in discussions. We'll find out. Um, you know, uh, the commissioner will talk about it. And I hear uh, from my whispers in the next three weeks, they'll have a very tentative date. Um, for the start of the next NBA season, all right? And, of course, like I just said in the beginning, the WNBA is up in the air right now as to when they'll start their um, next season, all right? Well, great, great hire in that Houston building, man. Great, great hire in that Houston building. The Houston Rockets are tentatively... Uh, well, not tentatively, they've actually hired Stephen Silas. Stephen Silas is a gamer, man. And when I say a gamer, he's been around the game of basketball his whole entire life. Son of Paul Silas, uh, NBA champion, uh, uh, the Boston Celtics, and head coach Paul Silas. It's his son, Stephen Silas, to take the reins of the Houston Rockets. Wonderful, wonderful hire. Stephen, Stephen Silas has been around the league his whole life, but he's also been assistant coach for 22 strong years. Well-deserving. Well-deserving of a young man that's put in a lot, a lot of work. And so now he gets his opportunity. A lot of people thought he should have gotten the job before Mike D'Antoni got the job four years ago. A lot of people were feeling that Stephen Silas deserved the job four years ago instead of Mike D'Antoni. But, you know, things happen, and now Stephen Silas gets his opportunity to run an organization, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing for Stephen Silas. Now, one of the things that I say a lot about the Houston Rockets, they have two of the most um, stubborn all-stars in the league. You got Russell Westbrook and you've got James Harden. If you can get them to buy into a system, if and I talked about this maybe a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, um, they, you know, I was talking about them needing a strong navigator. But the biggest thing that I talked about was the beard, James Harden and Russell Westbrook really coming together and 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 molding the team's continuity. And that's going to be a big chore for Stephen Silas. That's going to be big because it seems to me like these two All-Stars are really, I wouldn't say selfish. I mean, because at this point, they're both in their 30s and I know that they both want to win a championship. But they really have to kind of fold things up in the way that they do things and get involved in a great system. And I'm hoping that Stephen Silas will bring a great system into the Houston building so that the superstars like James Harden and Russell Westbrook can embrace it. Because once they embrace it, the rest of the team will follow. Once the superstars embrace what Stephen Silas is dealing with and talking about on that bench, then the, super, then, then the rest of the team will follow. And so it's a wonderful hire uh, for the Houston Rockets. And, you know, kudos to to Stephen Silas for um, getting that job. Great, great situation in that Houston building. 
All right, baby. Tap in. Tap in to All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in to All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. It really is for you. Let's do it. Well, we're going to go into that WNBA, Washington Mystic Building. Elena Deladon. Once again, in the news, um, Elena Deladon is still uh, feeling a little sour grapes about what occurred this year or this summer when, when she asked for medical leave due to Lyme disease and was denied by the WNBA. I really think Elena Deladon feels that the Washington Mystics, the organization that she put so much into and hoisted the WNBA trophy, uh, the previous season kind of left her in the wind. And so now what Elena Deladon is looking for is a landing place. She's requesting to be traded, um, you know, but she wants to be close to home. Now she wanted to be close to home and the Chicago Sky traded her to the Washington Mystics. A lot of the reason why she wants to be close to home is because of her disease and also, she has a, uh, um, a sister that she's very close to that special needs, all right? And she's just a homer. She loves home. Home is Delaware for Elena Deladon. And so, you know, when you look at the landscape of the WNBA, there are a lot of close teams. Let's go, Liberty. <laughs> Delaware is not too far from New York. We'd love to have her in the Liberty uniform. But then you have the Connecticut Sun. You know what I mean? You have some teams in the area that, that Elena Deladon can play for. Uh, and so, you know, and the Atlanta Dream is not that far either. The Atlanta Dream is not that far. And so I'm thinking that it's going to have to be a team really close to Delaware for Elena Deladon to make a move. If not, then she might just have to suck it up and stay in the Washington Mystic uniform. If she's looking to stay in the proximity of Delaware. But that's what's going on with the WNBA. Uh, 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 Elena Deladon, in my eyes, is still the best player in the WNBA. Um, she didn't play in AIG this year. Uh, and like I said, it was a big, big mess. And so now she's looking for um, landing spots as far as a trade is concerned. And so that's what's going on. With Elena Deladon, Washington Mystics, and that Washington Mystic building. And I mean, it, it's just a sad state of affairs. When a player puts it all on the line for an organization, and then that player feels that she was left in the wind, or he was left in the wind, it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. And so that's what's going on with Elena Deladon and the WNBA. She's looking for a trading spot but she would prefer it to be very close to that Delaware area. All right. Well, here we go, man. We're starting early with the title of the show, Unknown Pressure. We're starting early with the title of the show, Unknown Pressure. All right. And a lot of people want to know what I'm talking about, Coach Luke is talking about. Understand a few things. 
Last year's free agency before uh, uh, the pandemic and everything, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant joined the Brooklyn Nets. Now, now, what I'm talking about when I say unknown pressure is that you have to remember one thing, and a lot of people don't like to hear this, but the Brooklyn Nets are little brother to the New York Knicks. Now, the New York Knicks have not been successful in four decades, but understand this, the New York Knicks have won two championships. Yeah, it was in the 70s. 71 and 73 to be exact, but um, they've won two championships, okay? And so what winds up happening is as long as they're the little brother to the New York Knicks, there's a lot of pressure with these two superstars in the Brooklyn Nets building. It's a lot of pressure. Not so much pressure on Kyrie Irving, and I'm going to explain to you why. The big fish in last year's free agency was Kevin Durant. When he picked Brooklyn, all right, over other teams, the Clippers, the Knicks, etc., what that did was put an, an, an eyesight on Kevin Durant. A lot of people say, oh, Coach Lukey's won some championships with the Golden State Warriors. Do you hear what you're telling me? Because the Golden State Warriors would have won those championships anyway. They would have won those championships anyway. All right. He joined a team that won 70 plus games. They would have won and they would have been A-OK -okay without Kevin Durant. Now they became a better team with Kevin Durant. They dang gone sure did. Kevin Durant is the most lethal guy in the NBA. He can do it all. And I think I told you in the podcast before, it's up to Kevin Durant if he decides to hit 40-plus or if he decides to facilitate. No one can stop Kevin Durant in the NBA. But that doesn't mean the pressure's not on him. The pressure's on him, all right? You're in the New York City area. It's either win or go home. Now, the Knicks don't have that problem because they've been losing so long, my Knicks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they don't have that problem. But with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in a Brooklyn uniform, the Nets inherit that problem. And so that's why the name of this show is Unknown Pressure. I don't believe, and I say unknown because I don't believe Kevin Durant knows how strong the pressure is going to be until they lose two or three games. Then he'll understand um, how strong, excuse me, the pressure is to win a championship. And for Brooklyn, remember this, for Brooklyn, it's championship or bust. For the Brooklyn Nets, it's championship or bust, people. And so Kevin Durant's going to have a whole lot of pressure on him. Pressure that he's never felt before in the NBA. Pressure he's never felt before in the NBA He's going to start to feel it when he plays a Brooklyn Nets game from game one to game 82. And so that's what's going to happen with the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant. Now, I'll tell you what, they've got an opportunity. They've got enough in the building to win a championship. They do. And all it's going to take is for them to win one for that pressure to kind of ease up. But if they don't win one in the first two years 
of Durant wearing that uniform. Believe me, we all know how the New York fans can be. We all know how the New York fans can be. And don't let the Knicks become a winner while on his watch. Do not let the New York Knicks become a winner while he's in New York. Because then it even gets even worse. Because like I said before, a lot of people don't understand this. The New York, I mean the Brooklyn Nets, excuse me, will always kind of be the little brother to the New York Knicks. And, and you probably would have to be in the tri-state area to understand that. But that's just the facts. And so that's what's going on out of that Brooklyn building. Listen, it's unknown pressure coming the way of next NBA season. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. We got that AAU profile, baby. We got that AAU profile. Now, I'll tell you what. This young lady's name was pushed in front of me. And I was like, huh? But let me tell you something. Talia Von Ohoffer. Talia Von Ohoffen. Excellent ball player. 5'11 wing. Out of Chianana High School. Chianana High School. Out of, the Was out of the Washington State area. Phenomenal player, people. Excellent player. Strong rebounder. And she's on her way to Oregon State. All right? She's on her way to Oregon State. Like I said, Chianana High School out of the state of Washington. Not our, not our nation's capital, but the state of Washington out in the Midwest. Phenomenal ball player. Talia Van Ohoffer. She's our AAU profile for this show, 137. Uh, she's on her way to Oregon State. On her way to Oregon State, like I said, phenomenal rebounder, can handle the rock, very strong distributor, and she's a leader. Phenomenal, excellent player, all right, Talia Van Olhoffen. Phenomenal. And her AAU outfit, Northwest Blazers, baby. Her AAU outfit is the Northwest Blazers, and she's our AAU profile for this show, 137. All right, we're going to go to the gram right now. All right, let's see what we got from the gram. We always pick one. Actually, I only see it in, until it's shoved in my face from one of my assistants. All right, and here it is. Will Damian Lillard win a championship in Portland? Wow. I tell you, Portland's in the West. It's a tough baby to crack, man. Damian Lillard is one of the best in the game. So you can never rule them out. Um, they need quite a bit more. The Portland Trailblazers need quite a bit more. But I tell you what. I would like to see the Portland Trailblazers healthy. That's something we haven't seen yet. I would like to see the Portland Trailblazers healthy. Before I really answer this question. Okay. But they have a shot. They have a shot. An outside shot. 
it's kind of hard to kind of judge the Trailblazers because just when the playoffs start, there's always a big piece of the puzzle in their locker room that goes down. There's always a big piece of the puzzle in their locker room that goes down and it kind of leaves them handicapped, all right? And so it's hard to say, but I say any team with Damian Lillard in the building, they have an outside shot. Outside shot means, mm, I would say 40 out of 60, if we're going on 100%. 40 out of 60, outside shot. I think they need a little bit more. I think they need a little bit more on the team, all right? And and they just have to stay healthy. We haven't seen the the full roster of Portland in four years. And they've teetered around. Two years ago, they was in the Western Conference Finals. So we haven't really seen a full year of the Portland Trailblazers healthy. So that's a hard question. But I say any team with Damian Lillard on it, they have a shot. They do have a shot to hoist the trophy. And that's kind of the best way that I can answer that question. Thank you very much on Instagram. Wonderful, wonderful question. I tell you, when, I'm, when I have to start thinking about the game that I love and the way that I just thought about that question, that's a great question off the ground. All right. Wow, the Knicks are seriously considering bringing Carmelo Anthony back into the building. Well, I'll tell you what, Carmelo Anthony will go down as one of the best New York Knicks that have ever wore the uniform, minus a championship. All right, he's a phenomenal player, a lot of strong memories of Melo in the garden. He ignited the garden on on many occasions, uh, very steady when he was with the Knicks. Um, those those seven years he was with the Knicks is phenomenal. You have to you have to put him up in that wheelhouse. Now is he in that wheelhouse with Patrick Ewing, Bernard King, uh, uh, Clyde Frazier, Willis Reed? No. He's right up under that. I would say he's under that. And when I say under that, I would say the LJ, the Sprewell, the Allen Houston, and the Carmelo Anthony is right on that second team all time for the New York Knicks. But um, if you notice, the only other players other than Patrick Ewing that's on that first team have won two championships with the Knicks. All right? Now, in my eyes, of course, you guys all know Patrick Ewing is the greatest Nick that has ever lived and wore the uniform. That's how I believe. That's what I believe. I've watched too much. His body of work is phenomenal. But we're talking about Melo. All right. Melo will always be, uh, uh, in my eyes, a New York Nick. He did just did so much for the New York area and the organization itself. It didn't end well, but... Um, it would be something if Leon Woods and Wild Wild West could get him back in the building. I think they can get him back in the building. And especially now because Melo kind of realizes, uh, you know, that he's not got, he doesn't have that many years left. He's probably got about three, four good more years left 
So he'll be very receptive to coming back to New York. But that's surprising. The New York Knicks are considering bringing back Carmelo Anthony. Wow. All right. Jimmy Butler, man. Jimmy Butler says LeBron is the greatest player of all time. And he's gotten so much flack. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. All right. It seems like when people say LeBron's the greatest of all time, uh, uh, everybody brings up Jordan, Michael Jordan. You know, um, for me, when they say LeBron's the greatest of all time, I'm going to bring up Wilt Chamberlain. All right? I don't think no one was more, uh, uh, um, more impactful on the court than Wilt Chamberlain. All right? And, and, and then I, I put Jordan... As a, as a 1B, I would. I put Jordan as a 1B. But there are also a lot of people that say Kobe Bean Bryant is the best that ever did it. We are all entitled to what we like to eat at the dinner table. Some people like steak. Some people like seafood. I mean, if you like seafood, I'm not going to say, oh, you should try this steak. And so Jimmy Butler got a little bit of flack when he said LeBron James is the greatest of all time. Well, that's Jimmy Butler's opinion, and he's entitled to that. And Jimmy Butler's a baller. Why would you even argue with him? <laughs> well, people, it's been a ball. I'll see you next week. It's a wrap for episode 137. I'd like to thank everybody that downloads, shares, likes. I'd like to thank everybody that follows me on the gram. All the participation on Instagram is phenomenal. I'd like to thank everybody on Facebook. All the participation on Facebook and everybody that follows the show is it's phenomenal. I love you guys, man. And of course, my staff. I got the best staff in the media, media business, baby. And I'll see you next week. Good night. God bless.